can, we just, can we talk about that amazing open real quick? It just was like so dramatic. And I'm like, what is happening right now? This, something's very dramatic. I freaking loved it. Kudos to Victoria for the new little intro. We're still working Thanks, on it for next time. But how are you, my love? I'm really good. I've had a great day. So productive. Done so much. Really pleased with it. Done a lot of photography. I've just done so much. Great. What about you? You've been like, first of all, you've been kicking ass the last couple of days. Like I I was joking. You have time to do all this shit, but you've just been kicking ass being productive. Um, I'm doing the same thing as we talked about on Monday. Monday was day one of the new phase one, um, Mm -hmm. 75 hard. So today's day three. I took my third cold shower this morning, which I still hated as much as I did on day one. And then I was like, hey, we're going to make a TikTok on our walk this morning. So I was making a TikTok and in mid recording, I'm like, you know, mouthing the words, the song I'm doing. And I literally almost eat shit. I slipped on water and, and like in the, in the video, you're like, <gasps> and I kept, <laughs> I kept going with it. So if you guys are on my TikTok, random thought 18, you can see me like totally. I'm like, going to have to have a look. I'm going to have to. Did you put it on bariatrics? No, I think it's on my, cause, cause it was for the phase one. I was like promoting okay. it. Um, yeah. But anyways, I don't, I really don't want to waste too much time today. Yeah, yeah. Come on. We are super, super, super excited that we have an amazing guest today. His name is Ken. You guys might know him from TikTok and Instagram and social media. He's gone by Keto Ken. He's also the bariatric chef. I discovered him on accident by he was posting these little bite-sized little dishes that were so amazing. And I'm like, who is this guy? And turns out, like everything else, Victoria's already talked to him and reached out to him and started a conversation. I'm like, this is why our minds are just always in the sink. It's just amazing. So he is here today to talk to us a little bit about him, his journey, and what he's up to. So are we ready? Ready. Open All right. Up. Here he comes. I don't know why I got <laughs> so nervous just now. <laughs> like, Did you? Yeah, a little, like my, my palms are a little sweaty all of a sudden. Oh, <laughs> no, your knee, not with us. Knee, arms are heavy. Wait, knees. Oh, I totally botched that Eminem song. I'm like, it's all good. I knew where you were going with it. It's <laughs> How are you? I am so, I mean, aside from the random nerves, pretty good. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It was so cool. Oh my, oh my first of oh. all, thank you so much for coming. Um, I am just so excited because you're kind of like a mini celebrity right now. Oh my you God. Are. Like, <laughs> like my TikTok, I think I have a hundred followers and I'm like, oh yeah, score a hundred people like me. You have like 35,000 some odd people who are watching your videos. It's it's absolutely crazy. I mean, I, when I got on there, like it was just like an accountability thing. Like I was just gonna be like, "Hey, everybody, I'm gonna lose weight. If you wanna, <laughs> if you wanna like cheer me on or like you know talk to me about that stuff, like you know, not thinking that anyone was gonna do anything with it. Like I had done that with Instagram before, mm-hmm. and now you know, almost a year later, like thirty five thousand people are like asking me about recipes and making my stuff and like asking me questions and stuff. And it's like, it's so, it's so cool, but it's also so it's humbling lovely. and like, yeah. Yeah. You're like, why me? <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, 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 I'm not, that. that's so, yeah, it's really cool. It's really, yeah. really cool. So we're going to so get into all of that because I have questions about your videos and stuff too. But before we do that, for people who don't know, 
why don't you tell us a little bit on where Ken came from? How did we get to this place right now? No problem. Um, so I, I, um, my name is Ken, obviously. Hi, hi, how's it going? <laughs> um, I, uh, I've always been overweight, always have been the fat kid, the large sibling, you know, the fat friend. Um, it, it's just, it was just sort of like a part of my identity. And, um, about, oh God, eight, nine years ago, I was talking to my doctor about it and, you know, going through like the physical thing. And she's like, let's get a weight on you. And <laughs> of course you're always like, yeah, let's do that. Fantastic. And, uh, she takes me to a scale and it looks very, very official. And I'm like, this is going to get it. This is going to get the real number. And I jumped on that scale and I was over 500 pounds and I had no idea. I like, I knew I was bad. Like I knew I was like yeah. you know, large, but not like 500 pounds yeah, large. Um, so there, you know, then we, we walked back to her office and she's like, so like, what do you want to do about this? And the way we had a conversation and it was different from all the other conversations I had had with, you know, doctors and coaches and, you know, parents and stuff like that. And it was like, it came from the position of like, you know, do you want to solve this? How do you want to solve this? And it was just like a very, it was a very refreshing <laughs> conversation that yeah, I think I was nice. just, yeah, like, it was, yeah, it wasn't just like, well, you better lose weight or you're going to die of a heart attack very soon. I mean, yeah, I, that kind of thing. So like I, you know, signed up with this program, went through it for a year, had weight loss surgery, lost a bunch of weight, um, got off, <laughs> you kind of got like a big head about it. I was like, oh, I can do no wrong. Like weight loss surgery fixed me and um, gained, you know, almost half of it, it, half or three quarters of it back and then had to lose it all over again. Um, and that's sort of when I came, got online, like, I was just like, Hey, I'm like, I had weight loss surgery. I gained all, you know, almost the weight back, uh, follow my journey as I try to, you know, lose this again, if I can, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, um, did that and, you know, talked to, uh, connected with a bunch of people, started this little bite-sized thing that I, I have going for myself now. And like, you know, life is good. Life is really, really good. You know, it, you don't like a couple of years so. ago. I appreciate that. But, like, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, when I was just like, you know, over 400 pounds again, I was like, I, I was like, well, I guess that's it. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm just never yeah. going to be in a good place with this. I stuff. get that. Cause Do I'm you? the same. Yeah. I've put on uh 14. I've just gone over the 14, um, quite a bit more now, uh, pounds and I'm heading towards 28 pounds. And I'm absolutely devastated. Now, that's like a little bit of weight. So if I do any more, then do you know what I mean? So I need to get back to scratch. So it's I understand scary. where you're coming from. Mm, yeah. So scary. And I just keep thinking, am I ever going to get down to, you know, the goal weight like you, Sherry, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, like, would you? Do either of you have the fear? I mean, you must. We all have it. Like... I I, I have it, but I've also proven that the fear is correct. That like you know you'll gain the weight back. Like mm -hmm. do you have do you how do you mm -hmm. how do you deal with yep. that? I know for me, um, and I was vocal about it in my book. I had had a nervous breakdown uh, okay. back in like 2017. I think I was like three years out um, to the point where I literally woke up with a panic attack, went to bed with a panic attack. Like I don't like it was the true definition of a nervous breakdown. I could not function. I could not do the simplest tasks. I thought I had brain tumors. Like I was just in this complete mess and I ended up having to resort to medication to, uh, until just to try to balance everything out. 
And when I started this medication within three months, I gained like 50 pounds back. And then for me personally, you're kind of in the middle of this catch 22 struggle is, you know, you have this medication that's helping your mental, mental, your mental state, but it's causing you to gain weight. So what's more important to you? Is it that you put your, you take the medication off so that the weight would come off or you think, or like, so which one is more important? So for me in that moment, it was more important for my mental state to be balanced and healthy. And I knew for me personally, what caused that nervous breakdown. I knew it wasn't going to be a forever thing. It was a temporary, you know, setback. So it got to the point where once I was able to balance everything out and come to terms with it and get off the medication, I assumed the weight was just going to come off with it. And it doesn't. Um, But what's weird is we have been through the identical situation, Mm -hmm. haven't we? Yeah, I put on the medication, and then I put on all the weight. Stomach getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I put, I put, uh, I don't know what's ten stone is. Uh, I put ten stone on, which is a lot of weight, <laughs> um, yeah. in a year. And again, I went to my consultant, and she said to me, "We've got to do something about this." And I said, "I'd rather be happy and fat." than uh, skinny and how I was. Mm-hmm. And so it continued until I met another consultant who went, nah, I'm not having this, and changed yeah. my medication. But I was scared. If I change my medication, I'm going to go backwards again. So, but luckily I did change and, yeah. Yeah. It, it's certainly, ter- by the way, 10 stone is 140 pounds, just, just for the record. Oh, right, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, first. Um, so, um it's interesting. So like, I think so when we spoke before, right, you, we mentioned we got we got weight loss surgery roughly the same time. 2017 was was when I gained all the weight back as well. Like 2017, like we were kind of in sync in that front. Yeah. That was just like the year where it was just like everything was like, I'm just in survival mode. And I just I need to do whatever I need to do to survive. And unfortunately, for me, that means you know, eating whatever I want just in order to cope with what's going on around me. Mm-hmm. It's scary because you go through this thing and, you know, I'm, I'm no, I'm no doctor, obviously, but you, you kind of scratch your head. You're like, I thought it was, I'm like, I didn't think it was like physically possible for me to, to gain weight back. Like not yeah. to this scale, like yeah. c- certainly they mentioned there is a regain. Right. But then like to experience that in such a short amount of time, you're like, all right. So if surgery doesn't fix this, what does? Mm-hmm. And it's terrifying because you're like, what other options do I have after this? Yeah, because like, and which surgery did you have? I had the uh, bariatric sleeve. The sleeve. So, and, and I have the sleeve too, and Victoria started with the sleeve. So, and mm. I've heard people, it's very common, and Victoria is one of them, where whether it's health issues or complications from the sleeve, you can then go the extra step and go into the bypass. Whereas right. people who have had the bypass, if you gain all that weight, it's not like you can just re-bypass it. Um, but it's just, I know that it's very common for people to have minor regain, like usually like 15, 20 pounds like that. My doctor had even told me what happens is is when you get to your lowest point, you kind of go below what's normal, like as a result of surgery. And then after your, your whole body kind of stabilizes like internally or whatever, you kind of have like this small little dip up. And it's like you like you have the surgery and you go boom 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 and then you just kind of and then that becomes your new like standard. So See, he, when I had the bypass, oh, sorry, after okay. I had the bypass in January, 
um, I stabilised myself. I maintained the whole year mm -hmm. until um, nine months ago. And that's when I spiralled out of control and started yeah. to put on weight. So nine months. What was the recovery like between the two procedures? Like, were they similar? Were they different? Really nothing. I nothing. had such a smooth ride. Um, came out of both surgeries absolutely fine. Not a problem. No tubes, no nothing. Just literally as if I'd had nothing done at all. Really? I didn't even have gas pain because he said um, that he took it out. I, I swear. Yeah. I that couldn't believe is, it. I've never heard that. Like I've I heard, I've heard the recovery after the fact. Everyone always talks about the gas pain. Yeah. That that's incredible. Yeah. yeah, he said he took the he took the um, the gas out. I'm like, has that even happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah can they what? just do that for everybody? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I would take that. Is that even if it was a couple hundred he bucks extra? Marvelous. Take that. Yeah. Take that pressure out of me. That. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh my take god. My money, man. <laughs> he was marvelous. So, I had my. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say I had my gallbladder removed about a year ago and it was just like it was like it was right back I was like oh my god I remember this this is the worst part of it you thinking that like the the, the holes in you are going to be the thing that hurt and it's not mm -hmm. it's that air pocket of you know air trying to escape out of your the back of your yeah. shoulders <laughs> yeah. I had my gallbladder taken out about five years ago so before the surgeries mm. that was good I still have my gallbladder, but I think it's riddled with um, gallstones, which they told me that I had gallstones even before the surgery, but they said they were so small, it wasn't worth the yeah. thing. But I did have what they referred to as a gallbladder attack one time a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, How was that? Not nice. Uh, I w again, we, we've joked on the show multiple times, Sherry's not allowed to Google symptoms because mm -hmm. okay. I always have She's some not of cancer of sure. some type or whatever or, or common version of cancer right, or cancer. <laughs> right. Um, right. so that day i had gallbladder cancer i'm sure or something like that yeah um but for me because it was like on a friday night so it wasn't like i can just go it was like either i can go to the emergency room um and i had gone like the week prior and had like an issue like it was just not a very good experience there so i started well the one thing i googled was things to help with inflammation what what can help you know with the gallbladder mm. so i just started becoming religious with that i just cut everything of out of my diet because i was like i need to you know get rid of this so that helped for yeah. me okay so i have a question for you shoot because we don't get very many guys on the show yet mm. um we know that when a lot of women have the surgery there's a lot of you know side mm. effects and changes to the body regarding our hormones and the cycles and stuff for, for you, what was your post-recovery like? Did you have any weird side effects or symptoms or? Uh, I had a couple of weird ones. I remember like very shortly after, I mean like three days after the procedure, um, I had to go to the pharmacy to get some, you know, get my prescription filled. And the... Uh, <laughs> the cafeteria was between the hospital and the pharmacy. I remember walking past there and I could smell the smell of bacon and the smell of bacon made me physically ill, which was oh. something I was like, what is what's going on? <laughs> I was like, that's, that's, I've never heard that before. Um, you know, they've, they mentioned sometimes like your taste buds will change, yeah, but, but your physical response to smell like bacon's the most, I mean, that's that, that's up there in terms of best smells out there. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I'm not happy with it. But at the same time, I'm like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, that was a random one. The other one that I get, I have now, 
there's actually two of them um so i have back issues now because what was going on was my body was compensating for all the weight i was holding in the front and now that that's gone like things are shifting <laughs> like yeah. so my so my spine's kind of like uh turning like like go, like straightening out which is I get that. Not a, which is not a fun, which is not fun. No, and, I'm in a, I'm having a chiropractor at the moment on my back. Oh, you're Because kidding. I'm doing exactly the same. Pelvis is shifting, back yeah. shifting. So the weight's gone off. Now the weight's come back on a bit. So I'm shifting again. Yeah, it's crazy how this isn't like a purely pain. Like just because it's like you're heading in like a healthier direction doesn't mean that it's not painful yeah. on the way there. Mm. Um, And then the, the last thing, which is kind of funny is, I'm cold all the time now. I've never needed a sweatshirt. Like I was like in high school, I was like, sweatshirts, why do we we wear these things? I'm like, there's no need for them. I'm sweaty just like in a t-shirt. Now like I wear like, you know, fingerless gloves at my keyboard. Like I am just cold all the time. Fingerless, <laughs> so weird. fingerless it, gloves. It's weird, yeah. That's and great. That's funny. And it's so frustrating because I was always generally on the chillier side. Like my husband's always been very hot blooded. So we saw about the thermostat. When I lost all of the weight, I was cold 24 seven. I was yeah. constantly in sweaters. And then we would, we would argue because he's so hot blooded that he had, he sleeps oh, with yeah. a fan on and he has a freak, another like stand up fan blowing on him. And it's like winter. And I'm like, I'm like, you need to turn this shit off. Like, I cannot. I'm literally shivering. And we finally had a compromise because I was like, look, I guess in theory, I can put on multiple layers to warm up. Yeah. It's not like you can take your skin off and cool down or something. Correct. So I've learned, we've learned to adjust. So I'm usually bundled up like a burrito in tons yeah, of. That's us. I'm playing with the uh, thermostat. Oh, so I have the same sort of, I said to my fiance the other day, I was like, you know, they think you think that hell is hot, but yeah, I, I highly am like, it could be as, it could be equally just as cold as I've, I mean, I always used to sleep with a fan. I never needed blankets. I was always a sheet person and like, it's just, it's completely upside down now. Um, yeah. It's like 60 here in new England and that's like decent weather by, by, by new England stance. Like, and it's just, I'm like, I'm like, I, th I may move south because it is just, it is just deplorably <laughs> cold up here. It's so cold. Well, yeah. you are welcome to come to Bakersfield anytime because it is the center, center of hell in the summertime. Right. And it's usually triple digits for like five, six months. Don't bother coming to England. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I've never seen a sunny day in England, actually. <laughs> Think about it. Oh, my God. Sure. Uh, so question for you. Sure. When you, had, when you had the surgery the first time and you had lost all the weight. Now, we touched briefly and we're not, we don't have to get into it. But obviously, you had some things going on that was causing stress eating and causing you to gain weight and stuff like that. At what point? Because... I feel like the same thing as when we're gaining weight, even pre-surgery, you're not always consciously aware of how much weight you're gaining because we see ourselves every day. We're not seeing these drastic changes. At what point for you, after you had lost all this weight, did you start to, to kind of realize, oh shit, like, what have I done? Like, I'm a, I don't know if that makes sense, but. No, no, it, it does. It does. You know, there's like, 
there are certainly signs, you know, like your your skinny jeans are no longer the jeans that fit you anymore. Um, the clothes were a big one for me, like because like clothes represented like a like a time where I'm like I finally wanted like my my pictures taken, like I wanted to see like I was tracking my progress. Also, like I felt. I felt handsome. So like, you know, there was like a lot of pictures of me, you know, mm. me going to like, you know, heart walks and five K's and that sort of thing. And like, I would, I would see that outfit and I was like, that outfit stopped fitting like 20, 30 pounds ago. And mm. it was heartbreaking. Cause like, it was, I'm like, I'm like, I I'm like, I was good then. <laughs> like, I felt like I'm like, I was good. I was confident. I felt normal. I want to get back to there. And I just, mm. every so often I would put the, you know, those clothes on and I was like, I'm not even close to like like so like that was like a big one yeah um that was like the the, the big like oh you're you're definitely heading in the wrong direction at this point mm. was, there, was there ever like um i guess you can say like a pivotal moment was there ever like a rock bottom moment where you're like i need to make a change now or i need to i need to make a decision now so i mean the thing with like rock bottom you know some people are like you know they they feel like they get to rock bottom and then that's when they decide to do something um i hit rock bottom uh and then just kind of just laid on the floor for a little while like i was just like i'm like i already i'm like i, I failed i'm like this is what failure feels like i'm a failure this is where i'm gonna live for a little while and um i i went to my my dad passed away in 2017 that was the thing that trip me up plus like i was also having like issues with work like i had this really awful like career situation and i was just going through like just multiple things all at once so i was just like supplementing all those feelings and trying to get control with food which is how mm -hmm. i normally used to do things and uh i just i just didn't care i was like i know i shouldn't be eating this i know i'm able to eat way more than i could you know even a year ago I'm, like i've probably stretched my stomach out so like what's the point of going back at this point so for like just like a like a year i lived like that and then i'm sitting at my dad's funeral and you know i'm named after him and my dad had substance issues and he's going they're going like you know ken was a good guy ken had issues with you know with, with substance abuse you know and eventually it, it caught up with them and i was like if you literally just like substituted like substance abuse for food i'm like this is I'm, it was basically like sitting at my funeral mm -hmm. The other thing to note about with my dad was my dad was super young. My dad died at 47, 48. And I just, I just, I just, turned, yeah, I just turned 35. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, so like, you know, today I'm like, oh, I got like 12 good years left. And then, you know, here we will be. Um, that sat in my head for a long, long time. And then I just sort of was like wrestling back and forth with it. I was like, do you want to stay here and just settle for, mm -hmm what the world is giving you or do you actually want to try and see if you can make something out of yourself and it was and, and when you put it that way you're like yeah, yeah obviously he's going to choose to make something out of yourself but <laughs> just because you want to doesn't mean it's you hard. Want to. It, oh yeah it's so hard it's absolutely so hard yeah yeah yeah, yeah i always say sometimes it it sounds really good on paper 100% the hardest part yeah. is to make the decision that you're going to execute one of the tasks or something like that. Like it's, it's definitely yeah. a struggle. Um, so that's a struggle. And then also you realize too, while you're going through it, you're like, if you're going through this, there's literally thousands of people also doing it. And they may be where you were yesterday or the day before. Mm 
-hmm. So like when I started like on TikTok and I started talking about these things, like it was it was very eye opening to, to be for people to be like, I just gained X amount. I don't know what to do. I just I'm going back up. I gained all the way back and I have no idea what to do. And and it I feel empathy and I feel sorry for people that are in that situation, but it normalizes your situation. Like it makes you feel you're like, oh, this happens to other people. Yeah. I'm not just a colossal fucker. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm exactly. just like, oh my God, thank God it's happened to other people. Which is it's, it's, it's frightening. It, it sounds a little funny, like, oh thank God, everyone else this is everyone else's issue. Yeah. But like this is yeah. It really, I'm, like, I'm not. My fiance always says, he's like, you're not that special. And, like, Aww. you're like, it, well, no, <laughs> it sounds bad. It sounds kind of bad at face value. But then you're like, no, that's actually very freeing. And it's actually mm -hmm. like, very, like, you're like, oh, okay. I'm not just, I'm not the special person in this, in this regard. And that's nice, actually. Yeah. 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 I think you and I are fairly close in when we had the surgery, right? Like, what year did you have it? I believe it was 24. 14 2013 i forget exactly when but when we talked last time like it was we were we we're like a month apart we oh that's out. oh yeah because you did it in august of 2014 i think that's what it was yep that's and, nice. and in august is when i got the phone call and scheduled my surgery for september oh that's right such a cool um, call uh so we're like bariatric besties right now we are <laughs> right so back then for you because for me i didn't know about support groups there wasn't a lot on social media um, did you have anything that you were able to turn to or were you kind of, did you feel kind of on your own with it as well? So, I mean, like when I, I felt very, so my program had support groups, but the thing was like, and it's just like you mentioned on here too, like there aren't a lot of guys talking about this very openly yeah. or it, or if, you know, so I was like, okay, do you guys even get this? Um, I'm in touch with like the, the place that I had my procedure with. Like guys get this more than women do at this point. We just don't talk about it. Before. Yeah. Like, I, and I was shocked by that. They're like, yeah, like our 60% of, of my hospital's patients now are male and they have this. They just don't talk about it. That's and interesting. It, it's a little interesting. And then like, even like on TikTok, like 86% of the people that follow me are women. So I'm like, I don't understand like where the disconnect is. You're like, are guys, do we not feel comfortable talking about this? Do, do we, is it a shameful thing? I don't look at it as a shameful thing. Um, I just, I just don't get, I don't, I don't get why there aren't more guys yeah. out there talking about this stuff. Cause we're clearly getting it. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's really yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously I'm not a guy, so I can't say yeah. for sure, but I know like, no, you're not. I know that for women, we, women deal Oh, I think sometimes a little bit more with the self-esteem issues when it comes to the stigmas of obesity and weight. Whereas back in the day, it's becoming more better now, but back in the day, if a woman was overweight, she was not desirable. She was disgusting. She was whatever, but, um, sure. but a guy can oftentimes be overweight, but if he's funny or if he has these characteristics, women will still throw themselves at him because like he, he's still <laughs> desirable. So I always thought that there was like this disconnect between men and women and how people viewed obesity in general. And I think that oftentimes men might view it as a weakness. Like yeah. cause, cause a lot, of, mm -hmm. I was, I was very vocal in the beginning. I thought the surgery was cheating before I'd ever even thought about it. I'm like, why are you having surgery? You didn't gain it overnight. You're not going to lose it overnight. Like put the fork down. And this is me being 350 pounds. I was like, I need to just put the fork down. I don't need to have a surgery. 
But it's not until you go through every single program possible and nothing is working. And you're literally like, this is going to be my last option. Like I have nothing else. And, And then your whole entire mindset changes. But to this day, like we're seven years out. I still had people make comments that I cheated or I took the easy way out. And I think for men, I'm going to assume that it could, maybe it's like they feel weaker because they maybe. couldn't just do it on their own or they had to have help or something. Yeah. Like, no, but I wish that yeah. more people were, I wish that more men were vocal about it because, because you have the ability to like, you have been helping so many people just by sharing your journey and hopefully give people encouragement that it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to admit Mm. that you were then back then, and now you're doing phenomenal. Brilliant. I, I, I appreciate that. I mean, I put it out there because I mean, when I, when I started this whole thing in the beginning, like, you know, you get online, you're like, Oh, there's gotta be guys my size that, you know, have lost the amount of weight that I'm looking to. What would I look like? You know, just to like get some sort of like, you know, small motivation, And then you're looking around and you're like, I'm not seeing it. (laughs) Like I'm not, it's just, it's just not out there. Like I'm seeing like people that are losing, you know, 10, 15, 20 pounds and they're, and they have the, you know, they're holding their pants up and everything like that. But I'm like, that's, I'm like, no offense, but from my perspective, like 25 pounds would have been chump change. Like Mm -hmm. I'm looking to look like lose eight times that amount. So you start to scratch your head. You're like, does it happen? Like, is it possible or or do people just never ever fix this? Mm-hmm. And then you get, and it gets it gets scary. It gets so scary. Um, you wonder if like the thing that you're trying to achieve is possible, and it can it it can totally throw your um, your mm-hmm. self esteem and your motivation off. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Did you when you were when you made the decision to have the surgery and you had your date set? Was there still a part of you that thought that this just might not work for me? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. No, I, I I was positive it was going to work. The thing I had was I was I was so afraid of going under for surgery, like the idea of being put to sleep. Um, that was when my mind was like, do you really need this? Like, you, you can probably do this on your own. And it's a fun which is a funny thing to think, because like I, I had spent like a year and a half, like trying to get approval for that. And and then now I'm, I'm like, I'm laying in a bed with, with like the Johnny on and I'm like, I don't think I need this. <laughs> this, this, this seems kind of trivial. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being dramatic and I can just, you know, go, go hit yeah, the treadmill. No, I was ridiculously excited. <laughs> the videos going, I'm going to have my birthday. I was just crazy just going, I'm going to have my birthday. So I was doing all this TikToking and videos. Ridiculous. It blows my mind that I you were that it. cool with it. Uh, yeah. you, you're the same as me. Like you were freaking out about it too, right? hundred oh, percent. My husband just found out recently. You and I had talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The night before I had my surgery, I was terrified about going under the knife because I never experienced that before. Like is, is losing weight worth killing myself? Like what happens if I die on the table? Was it worth it just to, to wear a bathing suit down the road? Like there's all these things that went through my head that yeah. my husband, the night before the surgery, my husband was taking a shower. I pulled out my phone and I basically made a goodbye message just saying in the event that I don't make it out of this surgery, just know that I loved you. And this is why I did it. Like all of these things. And my husband, we were talking about it just a couple of weeks ago. And he goes, wait, you made a video. <laughs> oh I could have sworn I told you that. And he goes, 
No. Did, and then did, he got, he almost got emotional. Like just thinking about going like, like, I never even thought that you were that scared because I'm so positive and I, and I'm always like putting myself in the right mindset, but you can be as positive as possible. You're doing something you've never thought before, that you were ever going to do. And I was, I was still terrified. I didn't want to let on to people that I was terrified. Oh, yeah. But just in case it doesn't well, go as well. What's crazy about, what's crazy about me is I've had two cesareans. I've had my gallbladder out. And then I was going into surgery for my sleeve. Now, all along my way, if I go for um, any blood tests, any um, blood pressure, uh, ECGs, everything, it is immaculate. Okay. So when I go under surgery, I'm like, it's going to be, I'm immaculate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm immaculate. Nothing could phase me. So I go in all excited and I was going to do this. And I was going to live my life and get more mobile. So, yeah, I was so excited. And, and maybe because you've had procedures in the past that you like you've been under. I had never been under anesthesia. And Ken, I don't no. think you had either, right? No, no, absolutely not. So mm. what's, what, what goes through your head the night before? Oh, sugar. Sorry. Oh, sorry. you're a hot mess. Oh, sorry. Welcome to the live show. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just the same. It's the same as, you know, you might, I didn't shoot a video. I wouldn't oh, really have. Sorry. Hold on. I'll sorry. sorry. You're good. So bad. No worries. Oh my God. That never happened. That's never oh, happened. <laughs> so like, I, I didn't take a video of myself per se. Cause like I, 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 I would not have been comfortable seeing a video of myself at that point. Um, but I did write a will. I mean, I definitely wrote out on a piece of paper. I'm like, Oh, if, if, if I go, go, you know, make sure this person gets this, make sure that person gets this. Here's my bank account numbers. Like you, you, I think you are mentally preparing for the worst. Yeah. It, <laughs> um, and then, well. but, but, it's, but it's worse because like, you feel like, the ball is in your court like you're like i don't have to do this like there are people that have surgeries they're like you have to get this thing removed or it's going to get worse that that leaves like less of a choice in my head this mm. seemed a little bit more optional which looking back now i'm like no it definitely was not um i can't imagine where i would be right now if like i had ch you know chickened out and gave into all that fear and was like oh you know forget about yeah. it yeah I definitely i don't think i would be i mean i certainly wouldn't be here talking about this <laughs> but like yeah yeah but like in more of an existential way like i i just i would be such a different person and i just i don't think i would have very high hopes for that person if that makes any sense yeah mm -hmm. totally and then like i don't know i'm curious to know too from a guy's perspective like women who had the surgery are all about the nsvs the non-scale victories uh, yeah. For us, it's like putting on boots around our calves. And is it as is is it as important for guys to have like an NSV? Non-skill victory. Um, I mean, I love I love them, but I honestly don't usually. I don't recognize them all the time. I, I will say this: so, like, when you when you weigh as much as I do, it's going to be impossible to not have excess skin. I have a lot of skin. Yeah. So I'm not going to look. I'm never going to look good in like a, like no, in a no search, it's in a no shirt situation. It just doesn't happen in a short. I think I look pretty great. Mm. Um, but like, 
a little while ago it's it stopped being about like how i looked and then started being more about like what i can do and in the beginning like it was just like oh i can go i can get upstairs now oh i can walk you know and that's not that was great that's what i was like kind of like hoping for now it's like um if I go on a social thing, like if I'm like walking with people, I don't have to worry. I'm like, Oh, I hope we don't walk a quarter mile. Cause I'm going to be completely out of energy after yeah. that. You know, there used to be like all this anxiety around like, Oh, I hope that we're, <laughs> I hope we're not going to be going too far and carrying stuff because uh, it's going to completely kill my mood. And I'm going to be such a, a sourpuss the rest of the evening. Yeah. Um, to go from that to then like, Oh, I'm like signing up for like my fourth uh, 5k next month to like, you know, being able to like, Oh, I, should, wow. I should. yeah. Like, like, which doesn't, again, it doesn't, it may not sound like a big deal to a lot of people that have done Huge. those things before, but I, I was always a kid that, you know, like uh, in middle school, I never could run a mile. Like that was the day I always, you know, pretend to be sick or, you know, tripped and fell and, Mm. to be able to run miles you know with a group of people like that like it's just it's the best feeling in the world because it's not something you, you know, it's not something you're ever gonna get your mind around so yeah. those those non so those non-scale victories do they they become absolutely important because you will get down to a certain weight where you're like i'm good i'm comfortable and then for some like you need to start to chase something else unfortunately yeah. i know mm. i have to chase something and yeah Honestly, and I think too, oftentimes we don't know what our goals are because it was never a thought in our mind. Like either we were so overweight, like the idea of that just never seemed ever possible. And then when you get to a certain weight and you start doing things, you're like, oh, I, I can do more. Like you start to create all these new goals because now there's a possibility that you can achieve it. Like, mm -hmm. um, like Victoria knows when I was a kid, I was obsessed with dancing but not just like hip hop and stuff like that. I was obsessed with the forties musicals with like Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire. And I loved like the ballroom dancing? of ballroom dancing. Yeah. I was, that was my, I was like, I want to be graceful. And then I wear these flowy gowns, but at 350 pounds and cankles and like, you can't wear a dress and it was just a pipe dream. Right. So when I started losing all the weight and I took my first ballroom dancing class and granted, I wasn't at my smallest, but I was able to move in ways that I wasn't that well. And I, I do now much more now, but it was like all of a sudden this pipe dream that you had as a kid is now coming to fruition. And then I just wanted to take some classes, but then you start doing it and you're like, I'm, I might be able to be good at this, or I might be able to, to do things. And, and mm -hmm. now chance that what if I was to do a competition or what if I was, I was just outside to a competition. You know, but those are things that would have never even crossed your mind to even set as a goal at one point. It's not until you get to this place where you're comfortable in your your agility or your in your body that you're like, mm. why not try some shit now? Yeah, well, at three hundred fifty pounds, would you never would you never even considered trying something like that? Uh, I I would have. I I remember posting on Facebook all the time that I was looking for classes. I didn't know of any classes. I would have probably tried it, but I was, I hated every event or every class I'd ever taken. I was always the biggest person in the room. I'm always, oh, yeah. I'm always the fattest chick at the party sure. or the birthday party or the event or the, I would take a yoga class. You're the fattest. I was just tired of being that person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get that. I, you feel like all eyes are on you. Yeah. You, you kind of feel like people are being like, that person's going to be doing I never this write. thing. 
Yeah. I never yeah. ate in front of people. Oh, I was no. necrophobic. I'd never go outside. I would never go to people's houses because I'd break their outside chairs or I couldn't get out of their oh, normal chair. chairs. Couldn't fit in their toilets. Um, all of these things that people just don't understand. When I used to date, when I was single, I would always show up about a half hour before the date if we were going out to eat, just to make sure that we got a proper table, not a booth, but a table uh, that would have enough room so there wouldn't be that like awkward shuffle, be like, oh, I don't fit in a booth, or hey, um, yeah, there's no chance in hell I'm going to fit in the corner over here. Like, it just, the amount of, I, it's fun, I still, I, here's a good question, so do you have, do either of you have those like there are things that I used to do at a certain weight that I like mentally I still do in my head. Like I was, I went out to drinks with, with some coworkers about a couple of weeks ago and I did that exact same thing. I showed up a half hour early to make sure that there'd be a place for me. And then we sat down and they're like, where were you? We thought we were going to take the same car. And I was like, Oh no, I had to do something. And I came clean about it. And I was like, I forget. I don't have to do this anymore. And it was kind of cool to like come clean about that. But like, yeah, I was like, I wonder what else I do, like, to compensate. Because I'm like, I don't have to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Do you I, have anything like that? I know for me, um, when I was at my heaviest, I had a very big chest and I had a very large caboose. <laughs> and all the time I would be in a Target or in a store. And I literally just turned around and my ass would knock shit off the shelves. That's oh, sure. <laughs> me. Sure. Or I'd bump into something and then, like, you know, jars will fall down. And it was, and it would always mo mo bleh, mortify me that I've noticed even to this day, sometimes if I'm turning, I'm very conscious about turning or how, like if I was having to walk between two cars, like in a parking lot, oh, yeah. I like, turn my body sideways and do like the shimmy, you know, to fit in there. And even though now I could probably just walk straight through it, my natural reaction is, oh, I'm not going to fit. And I got, I got to turn and like <laughs> around. So in at the market, sometimes I have to be very careful when I turn around. I'm like, I don't want to knock something over. I got that. That's for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I think things like that are similar to me. Like, um, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, like going into the bathroom and things I'm shuffling in sideways and I think, yeah. no, I don't have to do that. I can like walk in. What am I doing? Because um, our one at home is like one that you have some quite awkward. So I still, I'm like, I still oh, always, I, I still always try to grab the handicap stall, and I don't. I was, I was literally just yeah. going to say the same that. thing. Yeah, I, and every time I go, I'm like, you don't belong in here anymore. <laughs> like you don't have to. Like you don't need you're this. Get thing told off. Yeah, you're like, you're like, if someone actually walked in, you'd be like, yeah, I have no excuse. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> That is so, so wild. That thought literally popped in my head right before you said that. I used to go to, I always had to use the handicap stall because I physically could not fit Same. in a normal mm. stall. Or if I was yeah. able to fit in because of the placement of the toilet and the door, like you're literally contorting your, I was like, no. Oh, yeah. You see, that's why I never went oh. out. I needed the handrail to get up and down from it. Yeah, same. Yeah. But I mean, that's why I didn't go out because it wasn't worth it. All yeah. that hassle was not worth it. I sat in a recliner and I lived in this recliner, lunch, dinner, bed, all yeah. day. What you, don't, what you don't feel like you fit in the world. Like you don't feel like the world is built for you. So therefore you may not belong into it. And it's, it's, it's stressful and it's scary. 
it there's great it's great in moments where you're like oh look this thing's huge this will totally like fit me that was so nice mm -hmm. of somebody to think about that but yeah that's not, a, that's not typically the case right yeah mm. and then so when you had the surgery were you like pretty vocal about doing it or did you want to keep it to yourself and not really tell anybody i told everybody which after i gained the weight back i i completely regretted because I, I hid, I hid from the world. Like I basically just sort of disappeared. Like I, I disappeared yeah. off of social media. I stopped answering phone calls and texts. Like I was so, I was so ashamed. Um, that, like I, like I remember like, I, don't know, I think it was like my mom's like, like my, my mom's birthday was coming up and I was like, I have to think of a reason why I can't go to my mom's birthday, which is absolutely insane. Um, and, and then even like, you know, after like after that first year like like work work didn't work like my i got a new job and my workplace had no idea that i had had that so like <laughs> i remember a coworker once was like you ever look into weight loss surgery and i just remember laughing so hard at that because like it's such a it's such an awful thing to tell to ask ask someone if they've looked into if they haven't if they haven't like you know talked about it and then also i'm like yeah i i, I did i've been there done that and i'm and i'm this way and it's just it's not a fun thing it's not a thing fun thing to hear uh, i think we actually i think we actually mentioned that that's the worst thing you can say to somebody absolutely uh, the worst thing yeah yeah and yeah. it's funny how they behave with you this is what we've talked about quite a few a few times but it's funny how people behave with you what i found was um because i was slim i was always slim so i put the weight on through medicine so th that's how i became big but anyway so when i was thin i had lots of friends i was talking to people oh bless you, bless you. <laughs> um and um yeah loads of friends school gates everybody talking to me started to do the gaining of the weight when i got so big nobody spoke to me everybody dissed me and was just like sort of you know up at the school gates up that end and then of course i felt really uneasy so i would stay up that end away from them so so like they wouldn't socialize with you or they wouldn't like talk to you about like like how they wouldn't check in and see how you were doing they wouldn't socialize with me whoa I know it was so awful and you could feel that oh God. yeah so then i just i felt that so i just kept away from them then that's so lonely mm, it was it wasn't good and i just stayed indoors i didn't have anybody around me at all apart from my unit which was uh mother-in-law my husband and my three kids so i was like curtain shut my unit so that's how i was protected all of us and that's all I wanted. Of course. Mm. I kind of, mm. sometimes I kind of wish I kind of became more agoraphobic. Oh my God, I'm having a stroke today. Agoraphobic. <laughs> yeah. That cold shower really got to me this morning. I'd imagine. <laughs> but like, I used to have the opposite. I would go to like holidays and there was always somebody, it was usually one of the same people every single time. And it was Sherry you need to talk to my friend so-and-so because she just went to UCLA and she did this new program and she lost a hundred pounds and you should really reach out. And I'm like, it's fucking Christmas Eve, Carol. Can like, we not talk about this right now? Like, or 
why does and this have to be a topic of conversation? Like, why do we have to bring it? I'd ra- almost rather like not be around people because I don't want you to constantly bring up the elephant that's, I guess, in the room. Sure. I am an elephant to you people and that you all need to give me advice on how to get rid of it. it yeah. It, it's, it's so awful because you, it's awful to, because you feel like you're under the, you're under the microscope. You go. Yeah. How long have I been on the radar for? Because that that thought didn't just pop in their head. I wonder how long they've been like, should I talk to her about my friend that just lost a hundred pounds or not? Like, yeah. it, it's it's, I yeah. I, I get it. Like, I, I I absolutely understand it. Like when I'm at when I'm at you know the office from time to time, sometimes I'll see a guy that was my size, maybe a little bit smaller, and like in my head I'm like, I wonder if he wants to do anything about it. But like that's not that's not for me to go and and be like, hey, perfect stranger, how would yeah. you like to lose weight? Yeah. Like that's 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 insane, and I would yeah. never do that. But I understand like people people want to help, and people that have like that haven't struggled with it don't understand that that's it's very embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah. and it's, it's an awful feeling that will sit with you for not just like the rest of the day, but maybe the rest of the week. Um, it, it's it's. Mm-hmm. there's no there's no good way to bring up somebody's weight i, no, I really definitely don't know it really isn't no and i'm not but... one to initiate it or suggest it to people no. i'm just very open about what i've done and what my journey is so if people come and talk to me saying hey i saw that you did this i have i will answer questions until you know the cows come home but i will never be the first one to no. initiate that conversation because when you've been on the opposite end of that and you know how it makes you feel when a complete stranger or something like that is like, hey, you should have surgery or something like that. I would never want to cause somebody to be on that side of the spectrum. So no. I, I would never do. You just don't do it. It's awful. It's awful. I, um, go ahead. Sorry, Ken. No, go ahead. I was just, I, I don't remember what I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. I keep interrupting. Um, no, so your foods then. Let's talk about your foods quickly. Oh, sure. Oh sure. Tell us, so, tell us all about it. So um, and how it all started and yeah, no worries. So like you know when you're I'm so my content primarily was like go active, do something. I I I would make it known that I was a bariatric patient, but like uh, if you watch any of my videos on TikTok or Instagram, like I'm not being like here's why you need to have bariatric surgery. No one right. should be telling you to have this. It is a very personal decision you need to make on your own. Um. And the other thing is because like no one, no one will, no one's going to experience the consequences and the hardships of this thing more than you. So you need to make sure that it's, it's right for you. So I'm an advocate for it. If anyone decides they want it for themselves, but I am not, a very, I am not a bariatric surgery pusher by any stretch yeah. of the imagination, but like people, so people come to me and they ask as a, you know, I would consider myself sort somewhat of a long term patient, you know, almost 10 years out um been around the corner you know once or twice with this i kept getting questions about like what can i eat after surgery and like i was kind of like a little bit shy to answer that because like i'm never the type of person that's like here's what you need to eat to lose weight i'm not i'm not that type of type of person i i think that's kind of stuff is can be a little toxic but like I kept getting questions like, oh, for example, last week, someone was like, I heard you can't eat salad after this. And I kind of like I, I was like, I, I had to check oh, myself. You told for... me that. OK, you yeah. You told me that. So I checked myself for a second. I was like, is that true? Because I'm not a salad eater. But like mm-hmm. I'm like, 
is that true? And I was like, of all the things on the planet that you couldn't yeah. eat after surgery, would salad seriously yeah. be one of them? I really don't think so. So, like, I was like, I got to show people, like, some of the stuff that I make just to give them an idea because I, I don't know if you ever had this. Like, I, I was ready to give up my left hand to just to, to lose the weight. But, like, food, I wasn't ever worried that I was going to be like, oh, I'm not going to be able to eat pizza again. I was like, that's that's a sacrifice. I will go through that. That's fine. Um, so now I make these recipes that show you that like you can have some of your favorite things, certainly in smaller portions, certainly in like, you know, different varieties and different sizes, but like that you can enjoy food still. And, you know, better of all, like you can enjoy these with your family and friends because mm -hmm. so many people get this and they have a family. I had a family when I, you know, when I first got this, I'm sorry, I was living with family when I got this. And one of the biggest challenges was when I would be sitting there at the table, drink, sipping a premier shake or taking my vitamins while everyone's, you know, eating a steak and rice and all this other stuff. Um, food is such a communal thing. I don't think that we realize that. And when you are eating something completely different than everybody else, it does. It, it, it sucks. It sucks being on both sides of it. You feel sorry for the person eating the diet food as the person eating the diet food. You feel resentful for the people not eating diet food, but you, you wouldn't push that on them. So like I just I started making these like these very easy, very quick uh, recipes. I called it I call it bite sized foods for your bite sized stomach. And it just gives you a glimpse into like some of the cool stuff that you can do after surgery that you can enjoy with your family. That's fantastic. And what are your um, Instagram details and your TikTok details so everybody can find them? So I'm uh, at Keto Ken on Instagram um, and I am Bariatric Chef on TikTok. So and... people will be able to find you. On your TikTok, you just posted a video in the last day or two and that it was like these little bite-sized like potatoes filled with like, oh, what did I have? Oh my the, God. Uh, the like, French onion I've never wanted anything more in my entire life than I do right now. French onion time bombs. Yeah. I, yeah. Those, uh, my, uh, my fiance grows time on our deck. I don't know why she grows time. We, 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 I literally walk at a grocery store every morning. I can get time whenever I want. <laughs> and, um, the, our, these, our little birds just started stealing her time. And I, I, I love, I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not a lyricist, but like, I love funny ways of like, you know, I was like time, time, time. What, what's a time bomb? What would that be? And I was like, I was like, Oh, I got I'm like, I should make a recipe with time. And then I was like French onion soup. Like, that's a good, that's a good, that's like a good comfort food. And I was like, I'll make a small little version of that. I, that's these kind of recipes. Like it kind of illustrates the point. Like they're not that hard to think of. <laughs> like right. you, you literally have to be like, what would taste good? What, what's something that has like a lot of flavor that I could put in like a small portion. And then like, it's just, it does, you don't have to, you mentally, you don't have to go that very far. And I hope people I do. You, really, <laughs> why? I am such a bad cook. I have no idea. I have got no sense of food at all, apart from eating it. No, you don't think so? You, I mean, I like flavors. I'm crazy you, you about think, flavors. Do you, have you tried to get better, though? Yes. Okay. I, okay. And I'm going to continue. Um, so I'm starting to make things. Now I can stand up at the uh, cooker as well. So I'm starting to do things uh, much better. And I've started in the air fryer. Love it. So um, much fryer. better than the oven. Yeah. So I'm starting...
that's the comment I get most often besides how many of these can I eat is, can I put this in the air fryer? People love that thing. I have one. Like, it's fine. It's just, it's such a pain in the butt to clean. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, oh, really? yeah. So it takes so much time. And I'm like, I'd much rather be doing something else than, than cleaning my air fryer. Um, yeah, no, no. I, I'm so sorry. I'm just going off on a tangent. Apologies. No, you're fine. no, it's good. Yeah. yeah, no, so I'm loving your stuff. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, I'll be able to make that. So I will be doing some, but I want to show you. So I'll be putting it on TikTok or I will put it on somewhere and I will either, and I'll put it on, no, I'll put it on TikTok. Fantastic. And then you can have a look and see whether, and take Mickey out of me. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. That's one of my favorite things. Like, I love reading things like, oh, I made this for my family. My kids love it. I love that. People like, and then there are people that just flat out just like, just like, I made this thing. And then they tag me and I'm like, that's my freaking recipe on someone else in someone else's house on their phone. Like, yeah. that is, that is the coolest compliment you could possibly pay me. Yeah. Like, you should I love do a book. It. A book? Yeah, right. I don't. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if my stuff's book worthy. That would be cool, though. Right? I think so. I Why don't like a bariatric bite-sized recipe? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. You should look into it. I mean, if people wanted that, I would have no issue with it. I mean, well, I have like it, a, how many people have you got on TikTok and Instagram? Uh, it's thirty-five thousand on TikTok. I, my TikTok, my Instagram is just my. my I think my Instagram. So like there's a start yeah sure who wants, your, who wants your book okay you know fair fair that's a fair yeah yeah i i don't i don't know maybe it's like it's like what we were talking about earlier it's like i guess i have like this mindset of like i'll settle what people i'll settle for what what people can give me right like i like i'm not like oh i, I i'm not like a dreamer because i guess i just don't want to get disappointed but you're right with this stuff people every time i make this stuff people ask for more and i'm happy to oblige but like someone was like oh make a website I'm like why you have a video of how to do this and they're like oh i would like to be able to read it so then i did that now people are going to that it, you're not the first people to mention a book but i guess in my head i'm like who would buy that <laughs> i guess i would be so Me? disappointed okay <laughs> okay okay well, wait i get it though because i used to talk in the beginning like maybe i should write a book about my journey sure. and then i'm like well, who the hell is going to want to read that like one right. person's story or whatever and then like when I started talking to people and I would give them advice and then they would be like really grateful. They're like, wow, I didn't think about that. Like you really helped me or whatever. And I would tell my husband, I'm like, oh, wow, this person like really responded to my advice. And he, and he goes, well, then you should write a book. I'm like, yeah, I should. And then nothing happens and you keep putting it on the side burner. And we've talked about it before. Um, finally, I told my husband after like two or three years, I'm like, you know, maybe I should write a book. And he goes, how about you stop effing talking about it and just do it already? I'm tired of you yeah. talking about it. And then, and then I did. Now, am I RK Rowling, JK Rowling or what? No. <laughs> Do I have like millions of sales? No. But the people who have been purchasing it and have been reading it are giving me great feedback. Like say, you really helped me. Or there were things that you experienced that I thought I was the only one. Like we were talking about earlier. There's so many things, especially... Um, when we're as far out as we are and we didn't know about certain, I didn't know about blood pressure, you know, stabilizing and, and having dizzy spells and, or like, you know, the hair loss and all of these different things. But then you talk to all these people and you're like, like you said, Oh, I'm not special. Other not people special. too. Right. And so it was like, so now that people are reading it, 
And they're like, wow, like I thought I was alone. And now you've shown me that I'm not alone. And I love the tips that you give. And I'm telling you, like when I watch videos, how many times Talk do we to Sherry where you get your book? Talk to Sherry later. Definitely. Oh, I'll help you see how to do it helps and help you and think. I would about love it. that. I would absolutely love that for sure. Because number one, I'm not just kissing your ass because I don't need to. Nope. I would I would buy your thing because sometimes I would. It's hard for me to 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 match a recipe by watching the same video over and over again. I do like oh, the interesting. Visual, um, but like when I've seen things on Pinterest before. And I like went to go to make a recipe. I have to keep, you can't always rewind it. Like on TikTok, you no, can't. No, I have to have it in a book. Part. I'm a visual in like. Well, I print you, it off. If there was like a, a colorful page and it had like these potato things, I want to make these. I'm going to have to watch the video multiple times to be able to do it. But if there's like a quick little recipe book that has all of these things step by step, then I can look at the video once or twice. But I have like the, just, you know, just do it. So I get, I, I get, I get what saying. you're saying. No, I get what you're saying. Like, I, I again, like, I, I always look at it as like, oh, they're just blowing smoke. They're just being nice. But when you were no, saying it, like, I was like, no, you're right. I'm like, oh yeah, that is true. I'm like, because you have the other thing with these videos, especially on TikTok, you have to cut these things down to seconds, and the, the and they they don't take seconds to make. You know, they take like a half hour. So you, I have to cut so much stuff out yeah. and having it written in visual form would probably be a lot more helpful all right you definitely gave me some things to think about on that just, that's yeah. cool speak to sherry after the show i will yeah i, I would love to hear like what your experience was and like how you got that how, like how you get that ball rolling because yeah yeah that'd be cool i would well, love that look, and I, thank you so much for coming on today yeah. oh, thanks for having me this really was so, this appreciate was so much fun can, can we sorry, next sorry. time i know it's just gone so fast can, can we like do a little cook-off then if you show me how to do something i'll do it with you we absolutely can i would love that no problem I wanna, yeah i want to see victoria's concoction versus my concoction yeah so we'll do that and we'll do a little um i'll do your um, recipe okay do you want to send it in paper form do you, okay do you want do you want to pick the same one so it's like so we yeah, can compare yeah, or you so want it looks to, oh. the same yeah well i'll do the same one from like three different yeah we'll do the same one and what i love victoria and i will make it really quick because we're over time but one of our, our first shows that we did victoria and i had a cook-off we both made the same dish we found a recipe on pinterest or, or online or something like that and it, they both came out differently and one thing that we were trying to, to like use it as a teaching lesson is if you've had bariatric surgery, we're all going to have different experiences. The outcomes are going to be different. Um, the, the persona is going to be, everything's going to be different, even if you're doing everything the exact same. So we're trying to use it as a lesson. Like you can't compare yourself to anyone else. If at the end of the day, the dish tasted good, who cares if one is darker than the other, or who cares if one has slightly more flavor or whatever the point is you are happy with the taste of it doing it your way we yeah. need to have a cook off we've cook got to have off. a cook off <laughs> we can next cook time off. we'll arrange something yeah okay sounds good to me All right, I love it. and then before we go ken is there anything any quick advice that you want to give to anybody who is thinking about having the surgery who hasn't had it yet i think it's and just echoing what i said earlier just when you're looking into it, make sure the decision is yours and yours alone. Like I, I hear people say like, Oh, I want to do it for my kids. I want to do it for my family. And those are very noble. And those aren't 
wrong reasons. Mm. But make sure that if you do decide to do it, that you are doing it for yourself above above everything else, because it is yeah. it is a it is a journey and a half. <laughs> and you try and you, yeah. and if I wanted to resent somebody for something, I want to resent me and not somebody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But yeah, that's so true, actually. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Ken, thank you so much for being here today. It truly was an honor and a privilege. And you gave it some was. really great insight. And it was just so awesome just to chat with you. And I, I'm hoping. Yeah, and I can't wait to the cookoff. I know, I can't. Because hopefully we haven't scared off Ken and he'll actually be willing to. No, cook yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Went over. Yeah, we'll, we'll, cook, we'll, uh, we'll cook something. Sounds good. Great. Yeah. You know what? I'll even let you pick what it is. No. No, meaning like from Ken's got to. There is nothing worse than picking what to cook. I hate that question, but I, I get what you're saying. I hate that girl. Okay, I'll, I'll pick the easiest one. Pick the easiest one. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much. Yeah, to thank you, you darling. Um, make sure you tune in for Feel Good Friday on Friday. And then we have an exciting week next week as well. So make sure that you're subscribing. If you haven't followed on Instagram or TikTok yet, we'll put the links on there um, so that you can go and follow him and give him a shout out and try his recipes. Yes. Um, and then until then, we'll see you next time. See you Bye. next time. Let's do that. <laughs>